Yo, 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 guys, what is up? And welcome back to another episode of the Game Stakes Clay podcast. It's your boy Gotham. We're full house tonight. My boys, Matt and Chuck. Um, how we doing, brothers? We got we got a game five coming up. Series tied 2-2. Had to get the full squad on the pod. Um, a lot to talk about today, a lot to break down. Um, uh, but before we get into everything, as always, gentlemen, how we doing, buddy? How we doing, brothers? How we doing? Dude. NBA playoff time, there's no better time, time of the year. Right now. Like, we got playoff basketball, baseball's back. Uh, Shout out the Giants. Chuck, you covering the Giants a little bit this year? Yes, sir. Doing a little Giants riding. Uh, catch it at a three game winning streak. Hey, Giants, That's slowly right. but surely. Slowly but surely. They're coming back. That run differential will come around. Um, and you can, you know, if you're interested in sort of Giants things, check me out on uh, Last Word on Baseball. There we but, go. Uh, no, man, it's a, it's a fun time. And Warriors, man, they looked down and out after two games. Here we are. Uh, defended the home court. Uh, De'Aaron Fox, unfortunately, breaking his finger, which really, really stinks. But definitely, you know, gonna gonna be gonna be a tough game five for Sacramento, trying to keep the series from getting out of hand. He's playing. He's man, on. he's confirmed that. Look, man, um, De'Aaron Fox. There was no, re- there was no way he wasn't playing this game five. Um, and I, before we get into all this stuff, like, there's been a lot of gamesmanship in this, uh, in this series in terms of you know the the Draymond stomp, the Sabonis thing. My my personal hot take is, and I'm sure like De'Aaron Fox doesn't have a broken finger. It's a little bit of gamesmanship. He was he was totally playing um, game five even after he broke that finger. Um, hope he's good to go. Um, hope he, I mean, actually, I don't hope he has the same level of impact, but, um, it's going <laughs> to be a good time. But like you said, man, we are in a two, two deadlock, um, here in the first round, um, the battle on NorCal has, has lived up to the hype, man. Um, each team holding serve at home. Um, the Warriors could have stole game one on the, uh, on the Kings home court with that Wiggins corner three and, uh, in a, in a real, just, uh, very just it's just storybook ending for Harrison Barnes, a guy that went five for thirty-two in games five through seven, um, lost the Warriors championship in a year that Steph was injured, Bogey got injured, uh, blew a three-one lead, just uh could have put the icing on the cake in a in a magical season. Uh for that guy to not be able to beat us, that was the most beautiful thing I've ever witnessed uh, in a long time. Um <laughs> uh, just storybook, but we find ourselves tied at two-two. Um Boys, just take me through take me through games three and four because uh, we haven't we haven't talked uh, on the pod um, after both those Warriors home games, but I'm um, kind of a tale of two games in both of them. Um, the Warriors in the first one kind of took care of business, um, surprisingly without Draymond with suspension and GP two with the um, with the sickness. But uh, the Warriors were uh, they looked dominant from the, from the get go. <laughs> um, they were really uh, you know getting out and running, crashing the boards. Looney on four twenty with a uh, four points, twenty rebounds, nine assists performance. Um, and game four was completely different. It was a nail biter back and forth. Um, you know Steph had a magical game as he always does, but also had one of the biggest blunders uh, we've ever seen in his career. Calling that timeout um, and kind of just it felt like you know how the rest of the games have gone all season. You know you just right there the Warriors less than a minute up by five, four, whatever it is. And, and they find a way to lose that game. Um, and we've seen that like at least 10 times this season. So it was kind of just like a, a deja vu of, of all the bad moments, but um, shout out Harrison Barnes again for, uh, <laughs> for not being able to hit a clutch shot 
when the when the game is on the line. Um, we've seen that. We know who you are, Harrison Barnes. You ain't beating us. But talk us talk me through games three and four, boys. Well, what did you guys see? Um, how the Warriors tied up the series. Um, just the the mindset coming in, just being down 2-0, first time in in this core um since 07, really. Um, that that Jazz series back in the day. So, uh, just talk me through what you guys saw in Game Three or Four, man. Uh, well, you know, I think like you said on the last play, Harry missing that shot, but I think one of the other important things that's carried them through these last two games is the veteran experience. And that really showed on that last play, Um, you know, Darren Fox trying to get downhill. It's a one point game. So, you know, a layup or free throw attempts is as good as anything. And Draymond matching him him up. Steph made that early show to uh, kind of force him into isolation, put Draymond into a help position. Draymond comes up, makes him pick up the dribble. And that's everything they wanted right there. Like, as long as the game doesn't end on De'Aaron Fox's hands or with a layup at the rim, the Warriors are okay with it. And that's exactly what they accomplished. And, you know, yeah, game three took care of business. They were down 2-0. That one kind of felt inevitable. But the Kings really did storm back with a lot of energy in game four. And it felt at a lot of times like they could take it back to 3-1. Um, and, yeah, like you said, Steph, with the – the timeout mistake. Um, Webb, that was... Shout out Chris Weber. Another king. Yeah, shout out Chris. Yeah, no, it's uh storybook. It's a passing down tradition of uh legends, but um man, <laughs> uh here here we are, guys. Yes, Matt's already shaking his head. Matt, talk me through it, brother. How are you feeling? Um, yeah, how that <laughs> I need to hear it. You know, it's just like it, that the end of that game, I was gonna jump to game four. The end of game four just felt like it felt like every single Warriors game this season just lumped into 60 seconds, right? It was like the timeout happened, and then it was kind of like, you know, in your head, they're up five. So, oh, let's get there. There's no way they blow it up five. Technical goes in. Of course it was going to go in. It's technical, right? Then they hit the three, and all of a sudden it's a one-point game. And you just can't mm-hmm. believe it, right? I think Steph missed like a floater at the other end. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, put him Went too early on just... the clock. If, if, if you yeah. were a nitpick, it gave him enough time to, to kind of come back. It's just credit to Fox for one man. Cause just he that was a moment where I was like, oh, like he missed Fox has a ball in my head. It was just it's curtains. That's it. That's it. That's this game. It's three one. We just watched this team. We just watched the legacy talk shift completely in my head. I was like, this is gonna be we're gonna deal with Steph Curry's final moments with this trio being Chris Webber timeout. Um, but Chuck, you said it right. Um Steph had that he had a really good possession against Fox. He forced him into Draymond. Draymond came over, obviously, in the most just perfect Draymond way possible, force the ball to a guy that I don't think it's been said, but Draymond respects very little from the sounds of it. Um, <laughs> so Harrison Barnes got the ball, but I'm not going to lie. I, I just don't know. I thought in my head it was just over. It was over again. It was over 10 times. It was over 100 times. Okay. There's a thousand moments where I thought it was done. And that was one of them. The ball didn't go in. Um, 20 people I didn't know looked at me like I was fucking insane because I was screaming. And, you know, it was great. But I think. Just on that note, we gotta we gotta really love up on Draymond. Uh that guy that guy literally guarded the whole team on uh on Sunday. Like he guarded every single king. And that like the second half he started out on Fox, if I recall correctly, the third. Um the guy was everywhere, man, and not having him like winning him without him in game three. I mean, I know we talked about lineup changes going into game four, and I think we were all a little surprised the Warriors actually rolled with, you know, a non-Draymond starting lineup. And I 
I suspect that will not happen again. I, I don't know if they'll um, start both him and Looney again. I don't know what will happen, but um, the guy is just incredible. He's, an, he, he's incredible in every way. Go, Chuck. I mean, man, like that, it kind of worked. Staggering them. The second half, they started both of them. And I think, I, I yeah, I'm, I'm with you. But like with the Draymond thing, man. Like, just shout out Draymond, like, especially just with all the heat that he's been getting, um, you know, you can say rightfully so or not, just with, with the suspension and just with the with the stomp and everything. Uh, but to I think the biggest question surrounding Draymond is, is especially just with the, the offseason stuff that, you know, is he going to be back? Is he is he looking to get a max somewhere? Or has his time run up with the core? I think what what he brings to the table has has been just so highlighted in this series. Um, in terms of you know being able to to be he just wants to win and I think that's what every single player in especially in the Steph Clay Draymond like that trio um it's all about winning but Draymond really showcased that and like you you got to give the man his flowers he he was cognizant that you know Looney had a, a monster game three and you know didn't deserve to come out of the starting lineup I think we talked about it we were like hey like if if you were to stagger him which it looked good in game three. It was just one big and, and four four floor spacers. Like, is, is it going to – there's no way it's going to be Draymond. And for us to – for Draymond to be able to be like, hey, like I, I realize what the situation is, come off the bench. And like you said, man, just making the winning plays. There was three straight – three or four straight possessions where the, down the stretch there in the fourth quarter in game four, um, each team was just kind of trading blows, either turnovers. And Draymond, the, the one that'll stick up in my mind is is the one where Sabonis kind of had a free lane to the hoop. It was him and Draymond just kind of picked his pocket right there. Wiggins dives on the on the ground, um, forced Fox into a into a turnover to throw throw it out of bounds. So, um, what Draymond Green brings to this team um, was just put put on full display, and um, I think they found a lot of stuff defensively, at least that especially with a with a not 100% Fox, I think you're going to look to see Draymond attack him in game five defensively. Um, you got two guys in Draymond and Wiggins who have now shown that they can, you know, not necessarily contain Fox. You're not going to contain him as a superstar. Um, he's still going to, you know, be able to put up put up the points he's going to. But um, the impact, the 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 defensive pressure, um, you've got two guys now who, and we were kind of searching for that. Was it GP? Was it Dante? Um, we saw what Wiggins could do. Uh, but Draymond has emerged as that, as that second guy on on um on De'Aaron Fox, but um just the the takeaway from the two my the my takeaway from the first two or those two home games, man, is it's it's gonna be hard to knock these guys out um in terms of the Warriors. Uh like they they have heart of champions and they show that in both games to to not have Draymond in game three and 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 GP and and still you know kind of put on a clinic. Um and then game four, um they like you said Matt it, it felt like every single game that they've lost um this year easily you know, we can count seven to seven to eight games like that where the Warriors kind of tricked away in the last couple minutes. Um, but for them to, you know, put together, just find a way to win that game. And that's that's kind of been the series. That's kind of been where the series is at since you can't, got back to the Bay is, is find a way to just get into 2-2. And um, here we are. Uh, I think that with with the way that the Warriors have been playing, um, they've had two solid road showings. Um, I think games one and two, um, you, can, you can argue that, you know, the Warriors have played good enough to win those basketball games outside of, you know, turnovers and rebounds, but um, they've been in a position to win both of those road games. So you go into game four, tie two, two. And, you know, with, when you're playing a young team and you are the defending champs and you, you've been the dynasty of an era, that's an advantage for you just off the bat. Um, that That's a must win home game. Um, guys are going to be, crowds going to be tense if it's close. Um, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of just 
other stuff going around now that the series the series is getting deeper and uh you know it comes down to winning it so um huge 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 um just taking care of business and, and finding a way to get it done um at home Shuckster, what did you uh what did you notice game four what do you think needs to be replicated for game five what did you like what's it out to you man um, I think the way they played Sabonis was the best to me. You know, he had his better playmaking game in game four, but what they've consistently tried to do all series is shut down the handoffs, you know, exert maximum energy to stop these guys from getting the catch, going downhill or pulling up from three, and then just letting him work 1v1 against Looney or Draymond because he'll live with the results of that. You know, if he takes a mid-range shot or a three, probably not going in. If he gets on the block, there's a much better chance, but those are time-consuming possessions. They open up the opportunity for double teams if he gets into the wrong spot, um, and it kind of takes Sacramento's wing players out of it. You know, they're kind of running around, exerting all this energy, and then not touching the ball. So I think that's the real game plan they need to hold to defensively. Um, and on offense, I think, you know, if they're going to – if they're going to go with the bigger lineup, you know, you're going to need to see a lot out of Clay Thompson really falling off these screens, getting downhill a lot, which is what he did in game four. You know, he'd run these curls high, all these Sacramento, like they got a lot of young guards and they're all, you know, they're going to go over the top of most screens on Steph and Clay just to try to prevent the three. You got to take these guys inside sometimes, you know, like Sabonis was trying to play high on the screens to start the game. You can run past them. You can run past both of them and get to the rim. Like, it doesn't just have to be pull-up threes. So I think that's going to be important. Um, Jordan Poole picking his spots for drives, uh, you know, especially if he's playing with the bench. Like, he's had some opportunities, you know, where it's like, oh, I get a momentary switch on Trey Lyles when we go to the rim. Or Keegan Murray thinks I'm going to go over this screen. Let me just take him right to the bucket. And – I think he's doing a really good job too. You know, we said we had that, uh, the Steve Curry, you know, arms up, arms on the head, like, no, no, no. Yes. Possession where like dribbles it off his foot, regathers it, does a little stutter step, almost falls down and then just throws like a perfect wrap pass around to Kevon Looney for a dunk. Like the guy, the guy is really a gifted downhill playmaker. Um, and they're going to, they're going to need him to keep pace with Sacramento because when they're at home, they're going to score 120 points uh, and the Warriors are going to need guys who can supplement Steph, Clay and Wiggins. Yeah. I'm glad you brought up uh, Poole and Clay. I thought Clay had one of his better games. People have talked about, but uh, Clay just, he looks really good right now. He looks, and I, I always say this about Clay. And I don't, usually this is considered derogatory, right? But I think Clay's at his best kind of when you forget he's out there sometimes. And I mean that in a way where, He's taking good looks. He's fine. Like Chuck, you mentioned um Clay when he's getting screens, right? He's Clay's Clay's finding rollers now. He's finding rollers in a way he hasn't before. And I think it's just really opening things up for him. It's opening things up, things up for everybody. And he's actually he's willing to get downhill too. And that's not a thing that that's not a thing the Warriors really have in excess, as we know. So him doing that, him being willing to make the extra pass has been huge. Um, I also just want to shout out again and again and again, um, Andrew Wiggins. For coming again, two months off, two months off. He's played between 30 and 40 minutes every game, except for game one. Um, the guy has, that Fox had his best game against Wiggins last game, I thought, but I think overall in the series, Fox is still shooting below 30% with Wiggins guarding him. Uh, he's the only guy so far who I think 
just continues to make Fox look like he's working at least uh, consistently until Draymond got on him. But I, we love Draymond guarding Fox. That's awesome. But it's just not, that's not a sustainable option for this team. Um, I don't think, but obviously having that even as a potential switch, right. When if it's, if it's a, it's a bonus pick and Draymond's guarding Sabonis, you don't feel bad about Wiggins switching on to Sabonis or Draymond switching on to Fox at all. So it's just been huge. Um, I think going into game five and it's, it's, it's a cliche, right. But you're on the road and you, they, they got to keep Monk and Herter from going off because I, I really do think that I really do think they have as much as a team can have Fox and Sabonis figured out. I think the Warriors do and that's not discredit Fox, especially because he's been, he's been incredible. I just think they have the guys, they have the horses to make those guys work. Um, but Monk hasn't gotten going in a while. The games have still been close. Herter has not been going. The games have still been close. Um, they finally got a, they finally got a um, Egan Murray game and, you know, the results showed that he kept things close. He was huge in the last game. So I think going into game five, um, defensively, at least, it's a matter of, hey, can we keep uh, can we keep the other guys off the table? Because it's they're, they're, they're a hot shooting team. They're a hot offensive team. We know offensive teams thrive with their home crowd. So um, GP, uh, DiVincenzo, Loon, um, even Wiggins, you know, you got a Moody. I don't know. Uh, any of those guys, they have to be ready to play defense next game because that's going to win them the game. If they win game five, you got to feel good going back to chase for game six. Um, what are your thoughts, guys, on Kamingo real quick in this series? Because early on, I was very much on my play him more. He was – he played two minutes last game or three minutes, and he was he was bad in those three minutes. Like, actually, like, he was bad. Is this just a bad series? Is it tough for him right now getting fewer minutes after having a season where he played – uh, you know, finish the season playing 14 to 26 minutes a game. Um, not a good matchup. Unfocused. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a combination of both. Um, I think just for, for especially this series, like you need you need a guy like Kaminga to be able to to play defense and rebound the ball. And you know, in his limited minutes, it hasn't he hasn't made that impact. And when you're when you're the eighth ninth guy off the bench, like you really have to come in and make an impact. And if you're not going to do that. You know, you got to look somewhere else. And when you have a guy like Moses Moody, you have a guy like a GP Dante that are, you know, that are that are making impacts on the game. Like it's not it's not a knock on Kuminga. I think that, you know, uh you're playing a young athletic team that, you know, is he's not necessarily like the the most spry uh young guy on the floor. You know, you got guys like Monk, you got guys like Keegan Murray, whatever, whoever it is, like just crashing offensive boards. And if if Kuminga is not gonna be able to rebound and you're not doing that job. Um, your lease is short, and I think it's not a it's not a knock on him. It's just hey, like you you are clearly not ready for this moment, or you're not showing it so far, and that's totally fine. Um, I I, I definitely think that Jonathan Kuminga is going to be a, a vital piece to helping this team win a championship. Um, he's still got all the skills that we've seen throughout the the regular season. Um, what he brings defensively, um, but he just seems a little not locked in and. Maybe he's just he's 20 years old, man. Like, look, not getting playing time and, and you no know, after having, like you said, just playing 14 to whatever, 25, 26 minutes a night uh, to close the season. It's probably tough. Like, I'm I'm not like just to be out of the rotation. You see a guy like Moses Moody who's been out just jump you the rotation. Like, look, he's human at the end of the day. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna knock him against like, you know, being down about it or whatever. But it's just about making an impact. Make 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 your minutes impactful when you when you get out there and um, I'm sure he's going to get another chance in, if it's later this series or, or hopefully, you know, in series down the road, but, um, you know, it is, it is what it is. Like you got, you, it's the playoffs, man. You got, you can't be, 
it's not nobody cares about your feelings at this point. Like if you if you're not if you're not making an impact on the floor, you're not gonna you're not gonna see the floor. So um, just get better. Jokester. Yeah, I think you know we've seen a lot of times where he has like real lapses in concentration. Um, there's some moments too where you know he's trying to like he's trying to get around a screen, you know, and he just like completely shows where he's going beforehand and he allow, allows a creative guard like uh De'Aaron Fox or Malik Monk to get to their spots pretty easily. And you know, I think the Warriors have just kind of realized like the margins are way too tight in this series to see what he can bring to the table. Uh when they can play guys who are playing a more mistake-free brand of basketball right now. And you know, at the end of the day, like Kaminga's still a bench player. He's in his sophomore season. He's 20 years old. Like, it's it's not a big deal that he's not able to get huge minutes in this series. Like, I think he's a bust. <laughs> yeah, no, no, get get rid of him for sure. No, I do think Chuck. I think you kind of hit it, man. The margin of error is really slim, and it kind of just feels like right now, unless you are like elite genius defender, I. Uh, that's the only scenario where you could be in the court for the Warriors right now if you can't shoot consistently. And that's kind of it. Like you have guys like Gary Payton, Looney, and Draymond who can get on because they are that good. They're that smart. That's not to say anything about coming as like overall intelligence. It's just a matter of like where he is in his game right now. But that's why Moody's getting on the floor, right? Moody's giving. And also, again, uh, there is a there. This is not me calling Kaminga lazy. This is not supposed to be a juxtaposition at all. But Moody is a hustle player. In addition oh, to being yeah. a guy who can knock down a three, he will. Moody will. He, if he saw a part of the court on fire and there was a ball there, he would just jump right in and grab the ball. But he doesn't care, man. Uh, <laughs> Kaminga right now just isn't there. So I think it's, that's – Chuck, I agree. I mean, it's a matter of all it is. But I'm, I've been very pleased and stoked with uh, Moody's minutes so far. And I hope uh, I hope it continues, man, because he's been a viable player for them. And Chuck, I don't I think it's you always texting us, Moses stays ready, right? And he does, man. He, the guy oh, yeah. is just, he's ready to go. He hits 1-3 a game at least. And – you, I trust him out there. Uh, again, it's crazy. No one's ever gone from four minutes a game throughout the regular season to trusted playoff piece like this guy has. So, best part is Moses. Play with Anthony Lamb, man. That's that's the best part about the whole the whole Moses thing. So, shout out Moses Moody just for that. Should yeah. the Warriors? Uh, should they? You said I think we all agree they should stagger Draymond and Looney. I think there's some really curious and fun long term questions for that. Um, but short term, the series, I don't, I don't see Draymond coming off the bench again necessarily. I think if, if anything, he would start and Looney gets off the bench. But is that something the Warriors should continue doing as, as a, uh, with their starting unit? Do you guys think? Continue to keep Draymond off the bench. No, uh, one of Looney or Draymond. I think so. Um, I think it makes more sense, especially for this series. You know, you can kind of feel out the matchups as it goes, but. You know, the pacing and, like, the overall flow and space of their offense has just been so much better when they only have one of those guys on the floor. And I think, you know, the things that the thing that they've shown, too, is that they can make it up for it defensively. You know, like, needing one of them out there because you're going to have a Sabonis for the most part, and then you're going to have some Alex Len minutes where you're going to want, like, an equal rebounder so you're not getting killed on the glass. Um, you know, shout out to that guy too. Cause he was like, you know, former, like, I think he was like the fifth overall pick or something crazy by Phoenix. Uh, 
did not pan out and playing some playing some pretty good little backup center minutes for oh. Sacramento. And you know, you can't you can't go super small against him because like he's he's gonna eat up the glass. He's got a really good touch around the rim. So you know, even him playing like eight, ten minutes, like he can he can tilt the second chance margin a little bit there. So that's why I think the Kavon Draymond stagger really works. And you know, if you want to play them together for some minutes, it totally works. Like you, it can it can it can fly for this offense because they have so much talent. But I think you know, for this series specifically, I think it's worth seeing. You know, have one of them come off the bench, uh, probably Looney. Um, you know, sub them off a little early, play the two bigs together, and then sort of just try to stagger them throughout the game. Yeah, I'm with you. I it kind of makes me just wonder. Definitely a oh, got them go, got them go. No, no, I was about to say like the uh, real quick. The the one lineup I do want to see is the the Steph Clay Wiggins GP two and Draymond lineup. They had it like to start the fourth quarter in in this in game two, and like they it was mounting the comeback whatever until obviously Draymond got ejected, but. That lineup, it just felt like they were able to play like they came out the gate defensively um in the fourth quarter in that in that game game two out there. I mean, it just felt like it it, it was a good good mix of offense and defense. And um, so if you are going to stagger them, and I'm with you, Chuck, I think you should um just with you know having four floor spacers um and just just opening up the opening up the floor. Um, but I'd love to see that lineup be the the one to throw out. I think you know you've, you've given the Kings two two looks with Jordan Poole in the starting lineup, and I think JP's done a great job um, just in terms of being aggressive and and uh, you know looking for looking for other guys playmaking. But um, especially on the road, um, I think to be able to you know Sacramento's gone off to a slow start on I think both those home games um, that they had in games one and two. So if you're able to do that and kind of capitalize on that, we know what GP can bring, and it sounds like he's getting healthier. Um, obviously, he was out sick with the, in game three and. Um, a little bit in game four. So um, that five-man unit, I'd really be interested to see just to start off the gate. Um, you know, you bring a little bit more defense with with Wiggins, GP2, and Draymond. Uh-oh. And obviously you have Steph and Clay. Looks like Gotham. Uh, sounds like Gotham's into that GP2 instead of uh, Looney lineup. I like that too. I kind of, I just think the Warriors have some options there. I, part of me right now just wonders even if, is DiVincenzo a better option just in this specific series than GP2 for a lineup like that, just because of the spacing aspect we've been talking about? I know GP2, we know he thrives in the seams, right? The guy's an expert roller, expert, just he works the baseline like nobody else. But I, either way, they have options with Chuck. What do you think? Yeah, I think, you know, Dante does bring a little bit more playmaking and obviously the shooting to the table. He's a more dynamic shooter. Uh, that's made a big difference at times. Um, I like that he can kind of be like a hand, a pinch handoff guy who can screen a little bit. So, you know, he, he brings a different kind of versatility than Gary, but I think when you're looking at this really offense-heavy series, you know, maybe he just gives a little bit more of an edge that you don't have with GP out there. Yeah, I agree. I, I, but again, either way, it's fine. I think we, I think if we're going to keep talking about, like I brought up, if they're going to focus on guys like Monk and like Herder, I think having GP and Dante is just a luxury as it is. Um, but hey, Chuck, big game Wednesday, game five. Yes, sir. Some might call it a must win. Some would. Would you call it a must win, Chuckster? 
I think so. I mean, you know, the pressure, the pressure of having that, uh, home court, uh, you know, game six, even if you're down three, two, you know, I know the Warriors would be expected to win that, but it just, you know, it gives the, it gives the confidence back to the Kings and you can't do that right now. Like you have to put your foot down. You have to make them, you know, not only down in the series for once, uh, but going into a home game six up three, two, like that would put this away. So that's where I feel like it's a must win. You know, it's not, it's not that like the Warriors necessarily need to win this game to win the series. They're fully capable of coming down three, two. Um, but you know, I think, I think to really like build their confidence moving forward, you need to win this one. You need to show that you can put a run together. Um, and that you can deal with teams that are struggling. That's yeah. kind of where I'm at too. I think just given the just given where they're at on the whole season with the whole road thing, given the the fact that it looks like the Lakers are about to beat the Grizzlies in five games, um, you just you don't want to go to that series having have to play game seven. You know what I mean? That's not not ideal. So I'm going to call it a must win. I do think they can come back and win um, if they get down three two. I would not. I would not say that after they went down three, two, I say it now because it's not the case and I get sad when they go down. So, uh, <laughs> but no, I think they got to treat it like must win game. And I think they really, that, that is a game where you actually assert yourself a like game five, where you've struggled on the road throughout the season. Um, you go into the, the pressures on Sacramento, right. And you take advantage of that pressure um, and they kind of demonstrate who they are. And I think, again, I just, I hate the idea of them going into the Lakers series or two A Lakers series having played seven games and LeBron and AD have only played five. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I think yeah, I'm with Chuck. It's, it's not a must win, um, but and I, I do think that the that Lakers series is going to go at least to six. But um, I'm with you, man. Like you, Sacramento, just they're they're a young team, and I think this is where championship experience and like having the pedigree of being able to go and you know they've won whatever 27 road games in in, in every series and. Um, this one is, is to really take control of it. Um, if you're able to eat, like that crowd is going to get nervous. Um, that Sacramento crowd, Sacramento players are young. They're going to get nervous the longer this game. Um, you know, if it's, you, you know, you come out with the intensity that you need to come out with, um, they're going to be nervous. If, if you punch Sacramento in the mouth coming out the gate, um, that, that arena is going to get, is going to get like a little tensed up. And, and, you know, we've seen what the Warriors can do in, in hostile road environments, you know, game six and, you know, OKC and Houston, we're like, they've been here before in Cleveland, like they've, they've been in these kind of environments. Um, so I, I think it's, it's, it's not a must win from obviously to win the series, but it's a must win in terms of like being able to confidently say that this team can still win a championship. Um, this is a championship kind of game. Um, and if, and if they are the team that, you know, I think they are, and I think we think we all think that they are and they, they're capable of um, despite the road record, despite everything um, they win this one tomorrow night and finishes in six. Um, but again, like this, they've had two good, two good showings on the road. I feel like I think games one and two outside of the turnovers, um, if they're able to control that, control the possession battle, um, that's kind of what the series has been coming down to. Um, especially on the road, you can't give Sacramento extra possessions. Don't let them back into the game. Um, but there's zero reason why they shouldn't be able to jump on the Kings. Um, De'Aaron Fox is hurt. Um, however, you know he's saying he's playing. Um, uh, but you know, play into that. You know, get make it make it make it uncomfortable for him. Make other guys try to beat you. Uh, make De'Aaron try to beat you with tough shots. Um, I, you know that shooting hand is 
make him make shots. I think that especially as the game goes down, uh, we saw it in the third quarter in game four. Um, he looked tired. Um, you're just wearing him down. So defensively, make sure to attack that mismatch. Um, offensively, um, you know, don't turn the ball over. And there's no reason why the Warriors should come back to San Francisco with a with a three two lead and a chance to to end it. It feels like a it feels like a Draymond game to me. It really does. It feels like a uh, this There's guy. There's a core game. No, this is no one channels their hatred as well as Draymond, or more corrosively as well as Draymond. Who knows what's going to happen? But we know he does not like the Sacramento crowd now. Uh, we know he is going to just use that that hate like a Sith Lord, dude, and just you know channel <laughs> it all into Sabonis' body. So uh, I'm I'm feeling good about it. I think we get a game six Dre game. Um, how's that? Yeah, but uh, I think. <laughs> Game six, Dre is going to make an appearance. I don't know about Clay. Clay's been awesome the whole se- or most of the series, so we'll see what happens uh, in game five here. But no, I'm expecting, I'm expecting a big, big Draymond game, and I expect this team to look to him in those kind of tenuous, loud, loud moments because that's what he does, man. I expect, I expect Steph to be great he's been great the whole time. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I don't know. We'll see. Big, big game. All right, boys. As always, predictions. How are we feeling? What What do we do coming back to San Francisco? Is it a must win in terms of win or go home or – we're closing them out, moving on to round two. How are we feeling, Charlie, Chuck, and Matt? Charlie. Man, like, you know, if it wasn't for the Fox injury, I feel like uh I feel like I would kind of probably lean towards the Kings, you know. But man, like, you know, he's been so important to everything they're doing. And like, you know, I mean, if you're gonna have an injury to play with, like, you know, index finger injury feels like fine but man that's gonna be tough um i think i think dub's take it in a close one i'm good i think they're gonna win 125 121 nice oh man i felt kind of good for a second chuck and then uh things changed well (laughs) i uh listen here's what we do we do this thing he's hurt they need him that guy's a dog he is he does not stop he doesn't stop ever. He keeps coming. Um, I think you got to keep forcing him to shoot as best you can, but he's been knocking down jumpers the whole series. Like you said, Shaq, of all the things you're going to hurt, it's probably one of the options you choose if given a few. Oh, geez, man. I can't <laughs> even say the words. I can't even say the words, man. Uh, I, I kind of think the Kings might pull us out in a series, in a game where, where the, uh, where Fox goes off and we have this legendary Fox performance. I just think he's, I think he shows up. So I'm, I'm not going to lie. Gotham is, Gotham is looking at me with, with malice, <laughs> just absolute, just, just disgust. disgust. I think yeah. I'm going to pick the Kings guys. Disgusting. Oh man. Disgusting. I got one guy on the fence with the Kings. One guy picking him. Fuck no. Um, I call this, <laughs> series, I call this dubs and six um, before the series started. Um, I think tomorrow night's going to be a, a core game. I think you get a classic Steph Clay Draymond performance. Uh, we need Draymond on the defensive end. Steph's been balling out this entire series. Um, and Clay has been very, very good. Um, and we haven't had a Clay Thompson game yet. Um, I think that road crowd, look, man, it's that we've seen what that crowd did in games one and two. Um, I think coming back now for game five, all the pressures on Sacramento. Um, I see, I see this game being a Warriors experience game where they're able to you know, use the crowd to their advantage in terms of, you know, locking in from the jump and uh, using it against Sacramento. Like I said earlier, I think that all the pressure's on them. That crowd's going to get tense the deeper the game goes. So I think it's going to be a close one, but uh, I got the dubs taking this one, man. Um, I believe this team is still a championship contender. 
Um, this is the game that they can show it. Um, 11 and 30 on the road. Doesn't matter. Go win this one. Um, they've had two good road showings. Um, it literally comes down to taking care of the ball. And the Warriors win this series if they don't shoot themselves in the foot. They haven't done it too much the last two games. I see that trend continuing. So I'll go uh, Dubs 118-112. A um, little defensive effort there, even though it's 112 points, which is insane. <laughs> Um, I got the Dubs taking a 3-2 lead and coming back to finish the shit in six. Um, we, we're getting Steph versus LeBron in the second round. It's happening. Um, it's just a matter of when. Um, and tomorrow is one step closer to the greatest NBA ratings you can ever get. Um, again, um, shout out Steph Curry for that, by the way. Um, I can dig it. We just got to take a quick moment before we get out of here. I want to take one, and I want to salute um, the great enemy, Dylan Brooks, for a mm. truly uh, – inspiring showing over the course of the last week or so with uh you know retracted trash talk horrible shooting and uh just some really incredible doofusry on his end so i want to commend him for just being a clown and uh poking the proverbial bear in lebron and getting the game winner drilled in his face Thank we you, we all yeah. knew he was a bitch, but the fact that he can't stand on the the trash talk and and not doing the media stuff and then deleting his Instagram or whatever, that's soft, bro. Like if you're gonna be a villain, like fucking embrace that shit. Um, so I I am not surprised that he didn't have the balls to take this. Um, Dylan Brooks thought you were soft before. Thought you were soft when you club Gary Payton in the air. Still think you're soft, brother. Um, our group chat is literally called "Fuck Dylan Brooks." Um, so <laughs> now everyone knows lives up to the fucking hype. Um, but yeah, that's great. Fuck you, Dylan Brooks. Um, not surprised. Completely on brand. You ain't like that, bro. You are not like that. No, man. That is an all-time. Uh, you know, the one thing Matt you forgot to mention uh, was him saying, "I am not a villain." Uh, the the media has painted me as one. Media is painting me to be this. Don't club Gary Payton in the in the in the air, brother. Don't do that. Yeah, besides that, you know, and the uh the dick punching and the just general like weird clowning and trash talk, like don't forget that he just pushed over a cameraman. I don't know, I think it's lost yep. over way too yeah, much. No, forgot, forgot about the pushed over <laughs> cameraman. Good call. Um yeah, no, like what does he what does he think that word means? You know, what does he think villain means? Because like clearly he 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 tried to, he tried to be Draymond man and it, there's there's one of one it's hard to, it's hard to you know to be clear like there are real fuck like villain genuinely villainous people in the NBA the Warriors have one on their roster thank God he doesn't play anymore but as far as you know just kind of like Bruce Bowen style like I'm gonna you know kind of rough you up like. Tony Allen, you know, that kind of thing. Like there are like being a good villain is walking such a fine line. And Dylan seems to just be like blowing it at every opportunity. Uh it's welcome. It's yeah. much, man. Soft. No, Dylan, Dylan Brooks. Hey, they're they're fine in the West. They're fine in the West. They're fine in the well, West. Well, it's his own what's happened, and I think what people are gonna realize pretty quick is his own media finally turned on. Like Memphis media, I don't know if you guys have seen this recently. It is it is different variations of get this clown off the Grizzlies uh being pumped out daily. So once you lose your own fan base, man, you are uh, you're not doing too hot. 
There's, an, there's another one that, that that the Warriors and the Lakers, I'll give the Lakers credit for this one, um, but they they sent these motherfuckers packing. Um, and it's, it's beautiful to watch. Um, what a dynasty. Four uh, division championships, maybe not even that. Um, three exits in, before the conference finals. Um, shout out Memphis, man. Y'all, y'all, y'all wanted to smoke and didn't, didn't get shit. Sacramento, we're going to send you home too. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, before... <laughs> Before we get out of here, boys, as always, is there anything you guys got to shout out? Uh, well, I should be having some new uh, Giants and Warriors words coming this week. Uh, TBD, depending on the old work schedule. Um, but you can check it out all on my Twitter at ClayTheist11. Uh, my basketball stuff for the Swish Theory and baseball for Last Word on Baseball. And also uh, check out our pre-games, post-games on AMP. We're uh, going live uh, all around these uh, playoff games. Uh, win or lose, baby, we're there. Oh, yeah, no, I got I got nothing, guys. Keep reading uh, GSW Fast Break. I haven't written anything in a hot minute, but it'll be soon. Uh, keep reading Chexter. Keep reading, uh, keep reading Gotham's tweets. They're always, again, he will inspire you. He inspires me daily, guys. <laughs> My dog. Yes, sir. Keep following Gangsters Clay. Keep following us on AMP. Um, stay tuned, man. We've got uh, we've got a big game tomorrow. Going to go live pre and post game. We'll figure that out. But um, until the next episode, guys, peace.